Hey girl, hey, it's your host V-Baby. What's up? I wanted to personally welcome and thank you for tuning into the Golly Girl Talk podcast. This is the podcast where you will find raw and unfiltered conversation regarding a variety of real life topics ranging from depression, generational curses, relocation, relationships, you name it, you've been through it. We're discussing it here each week. And here is the deal. We will be applying scripture to each and every topic. My goal is to show you how to let the Bible be the governing factor of your life so that you may experience the supernatural peace and joy God created us all to live in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Godly Girl Talk podcast. It is your one and only host, Valora Thomas. Just thankful to be here, to be used by God. Listen, um, God is doing some amazing things. Like, and I, I, I probably said this on another podcast before because I always say it, but God is really dope. Like, and that's just a fact. And I really don't, you know, know what else to tell y'all that, that, that just, I mean, living for God, being one of his children is the best life ever. Um, yeah. And I'm not about to spend too much time convincing y'all of that, because if you don't already know it, then, um, I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, I hope that y'all are doing good. Um, I missed um, recording this for Monday, so I do uh, apologize. I am going to make today's episode very short. So for those of you who like short podcasts, um, you know, run to the store 15, 20 minutes. This is the podcast for you um, because I actually have something to do in the next 30 minutes. So I got to get this done, right? Um, and, I, you know, I was sitting and I was praying and I was like, God, what is it that you want me to talk about, right? And... Um, I know last week, um, well, the week before last, because we're doing every two weeks now, I talked about pride, right? And um, so I was like, okay, God, where you want me to go from there? And um, here, like literally just like 15 minutes ago, I was reading um, a devotion and um, it was from July 11th. So um, what was today? Today is the 15th. And the podcast was actually supposed to drop on the 12th, uh, Monday. But you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, it's real out here. All right. So I, give me some grace, y'all. Um, I try not to let it happen. I'll try not to let it happen again. Right. Um, but today we're going to talk about compassion. Right. And so somebody may say, well, what does compassion really means? Right. Um, so compassion the um what is this google dev- definition um from oxford languages it says sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others um sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others okay um some of the similar words or the synonyms are pity sympathy uh, empathy, understanding, concern, sensitivity, tenderheartedness, warmheartedness, brotherly love, gentleness, mercy, lenience, tolerance, consideration, kindness, humanity, charity, and benevolence. We're going to stop there because, of course, you know, there's more. Uh, some opposites or some antonyms. Ooh, come on, synonyms and antonyms. I remember that. Uh, are indifference, heartlessness. Um, and I'll, I'll just 
do those two. Um, indifference and heartlessness are the opposites of compassion, right? So um, when I was reading this devotion, it talked about when um, Jesus had, you know, heard the news about uh, John the Baptist, you know, they chopped his head off, put it on a platter um, at one of the the king's parties, right? And um, King Herod party or whatever, uh, he had a party and um, the somebody's daughter, I can't think of her, Herodias, I think that's her name, Herodias, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's H-E-R-O-D-I-A-S. I think it was King Herod's sister or somebody, but it was, anyways, his daughter had come, well, her daughter had come uh, and, you know, she presented her birthday wish to the uh to the king and she said that she wanted John the Baptist's head on a platter. And um so, you know, King Herod made it happen. He um you know, they he sent his men after John the Baptist and they um chopped off his head and brought it on a platter, right? Um I guess his uh her wish was his command. So um, Jesus had heard about it and he left, um, got in a boat and, you know, went to a remote area to be alone because like when you hear something like that, your cousin got his head chopped off. Like, it's like, bro, I need to be alone with God. I need to talk to God about this. Cause that's like straight cutthroat, you know? And I don't know if Jesus knew, um, you know, this was going to happen. I would imagine, you know, since Jesus is the divine creature, um, and he was there before time and, you know, after time. Um, we'll be there after time, um, that he probably knew, but I mean, it's still heartbreaking, um, to hear some stuff like that happen. Right. And so he went off to be alone, but you know, as you know, anytime that you read in the gospels, when Jesus tried to go off to be alone, people always followed him. Right. So the crowds, they heard, you know, where he was and they, um, they heard where he was headed, um, and they followed him on foot from many towns. And, um, when Jesus, you know, saw the whole, you know, crowd of people, whatever, he stopped and he stepped from the boat. And it says in Matthew 4, 14, um, 14, verse 14, he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. I don't know if y'all have ever been through anything in your life where it just really took everything from you in that moment. It took all your strength from you in that moment and you need to regather yourself, right? Um, I think about, you know, Jesus, you know, cousin John the Baptist's head was cut off, right? So I think about the time that my cousin, um, Jessica, um, found out she, you know, she had got killed in a car accident. And um, this is March, uh, March 14th, 2020. My aunt called me uh, five something in the morning. She was screaming, you know, um, Jessica is dead. Jessica is dead. And it's like, wait a minute. Whoa. Whoa. Woo. Um, that took my breath away. And even just now, just reliving that um, experience, it has me emotional, right? So... Um, I had to gather myself quickly because I was hurt, but my aunt and not only my aunt who birthed this, this beautiful, um, being in the world, her daughter, Jessica's daughter, Trinity was, 
you know, now broken, like beyond what I could ever experience. You know what I'm saying? Like she, my cousin, she, my first cousin, don't get me wrong. We grew up together. You know, we, we ran together. We lived together. We, you know, we did all those things together. Right. Um, she's close as a sister to me. Right. Um, so I'm not knocking my closeness to her, my relationship with her. But what I'm saying is her daughter and her mother needed me more. Right. So I had to gather myself and step from my place of hurt and brokenness and go be there for my aunt and my my cousin, my little cousin, uh, Trinity. Right. So Jesus stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick in the middle of him dealing with the news of his cousin, John the Baptist's head being chopped off. And listen, Jesus is, is amazing. Um, he is and was amazing. Um, his earthly ministry just speaks to so much compassion, like way more compassion than we could ever live out in this earth. Right. Um, he not only identified with the people hurt and their desperation and their need, but he acted on that. He didn't just say, you know, I know she hurting or I know they hurting or I know they hungry and not meet their need. Right. Um, and that's how we should live y'all. That's how we should live. We should have compassion on people. Um, but Let's be real. We have to battle our own selfishness because that's that's a real thing. Let's not act like the flesh don't exist. And when we going through something, we just like, man, look, I got stuff on my plate. You know what I'm saying? That I'm dealing with. I can't be there for you and you and you and you and you when I got my own stuff that I'm dealing with over here. You know, my bills piling up. You know what I'm saying? My health is failing me. Um, my children acting up in school, um, you know, my spouse is cheating on me or, you know, my spouse is abusing me or whatever it may be. It's like, I got my own stuff that I'm dealing with. Right. So how can I meet the needs of other people? Or, you know, I barely can put food on my table. You want me to feed the homeless too? But that's what God has called us to do. That's the level of compassion that we are to display as children of God. Regardless of our situation, we have to be there for the poor, be there for the widow, be there for the, you know, whoever is in need in our, in our, in our, in our sphere of influence. Even when we're grieving, even when all hell is breaking loose around us, we have to be compassionate we have to share the love of God with everyone even under the heaviest stress that listen that brings us comfort listen I know it sounds crazy but y'all know how the bible do the bible that's why I was just telling somebody the other day you know she said that she believed man wrote the bible girl you don't believe that you don't believe it. That's just your flesh causing confusion. You don't really believe that because the Bible don't even make logical fleshly sense. It goes against everything that we think with our finite minds. So how can you believe man wrote that? Love your enemies? Man will tell you to blow up your enemies. Have 
have joy in trials and tribulations, men will tell you, I am pissed off in my, in, in, in my trials and tribulations. I don't even understand why they keep coming. Tri- trials and tribulations build your faith, make you strong. Men will tell you, listen, you ain't got to have no trials and tribulations, live a good life. That's what men tell you. So men couldn't have wrote that Bible. The Bible is God inspired, period, point blank. But anyways, that's not the topic today. So let me get off of that. The topic is compassion. And we are called to have compassion on others and, and seek the needs of others more than our own. That's what scripture says, more than our own. We are to esteem others higher than ourselves. We are to seek the needs. We are seek we are to seek to meet their needs before we even meet our own needs. That's what the Bible says. And when I tell you there is no greater comfort, when somebody is dealing with something, I always tell them go try to help somebody else dealing with the same thing you're dealing with. Because if you do, it takes your attention off of your situation and then it puts your attention on their situation and how God wants to use you in their situation. There is no greater comfort. There is no greater um, feeling than to be used by God to minister to others. There's no great, greater feeling, no greater comfort than to be used by God to minister to others. There's no other, there's no greater feeling. When you out there ministering to somebody else's need, you forget all about the crap that you got going on. And I always tell people, I do what God tells me to do. I be a vessel for him. I go out there and meet the needs of other people, regardless of what I got going on at home. Why? Because God says, if I take care of his business, he going to take care of my business. If I take care of his business, if I take care of what he has called me, what he has planted me in the earth for such a time as this, if I take care of that, he going to take care of everything that I got going on on the back end. I need not worry about that. The Bible says I pray about the things that I got going on and I move on. I, I don't I don't sit there and try to figure my situation out. That's for God to do. That's his business. I stay out of his business. I didn't learn to stay out of his business. I used to be all up in his business. And sometimes I find myself nipping into his business. And I have to say, get your nose up out of that, baby, because that ain't yours. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Back up. Get up out of there. Because if you get in there, then you know you got to handle it in. If that's what you want to do, if you want to get in there and you want to try to handle it, then you make sure you handle it. Because God going to take his hands off then. If you want to handle it, you handle it. But if you want God to do it the right way, back up out of there. Come up out of there. And you go where he has called you to. So let our concern be the concerns of others. When I look up, you know, the Bible app have, has it where you can actually type in a word and um, it'll just pull up all the scriptures that has that word in it. Right. Um, the word compassion pops up so many different times. Um, in the Bible, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep. Matthew nine thirty six. 
Remember, we talked about compassion means tenderhearted as well. It says in Ephesians 4 and 32, be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Colossians 3 and 13 says, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. So compassion is also, you know what? You wrong me. It's okay. I forgive you. Why? Because God has forgiven me so many times. Second Corinthians one and four says this, and this is my, this is one of my favorite who comforteth us in all of our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them, which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. That means God has comforted us through our trials and tribulations. Everything that we go through, God comforts us. He calls us to go out there and then comfort others. You don't just keep the comfort to yourself. You go out there and tell other people, listen, listen, I know God going to get you through this because he got me through what I went through. I tell these people all the time. I was just like you when I was facing, when I was facing a divorce, when I was in separation, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't do nothing. I didn't think I was going to make it. Couldn't nobody tell me different that I wasn't going to make it. But look at me standing here today. And when I tell you I'm standing here today better than I was when I was there. And before that, I'm standing here today better than I was when I walked down the aisle. Come on, somebody. Don't just talk about, don't just um, get God comfort for yourself. God comforts you in your trials and tribulations. And then there's somebody going through the same thing. You don't open your mouth and you don't be there for them in the way that God sent people to be there for you. First Peter three and eight says, finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion, one of another love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians six and two says, bear ye one another's burdens. How can you help somebody in your life right now carry their burdens? Because when you do that, the Bible says, not the Lord now, the Bible says, and you so fulfill the law of Christ. It says in Hebrews 13 and two, this is a good one. Be for, be not forgetful to entertain strangers for thereby some have entertained, entertained angels unawares. So be, 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 be not forgetful. Don't forget about the strangers y'all. When you having your dinner with your family, don't forget about the strangers. When you going on your trip, don't forget about the strangers. When you going out to eat, don't forget about the strangers. When you going to buy clothes, don't forget about the strangers. When you going to buy food, don't forget about the strangers. When you go and put gas in your car, don't forget about the strangers. When you go and cut your grass, don't forget about the strangers, your neighbors. Because those strangers may very well be angels. That's why we have to be careful how we treat people because we don't know who we're encountering. 
A lot of folks that encountered angels, I myself included, and have turned away angels, have um, not entertained the angels, basically have rushed them off like, Tuh. Bible says we are not rendering evil for evil. But contrawise, we are we are for evil we give blessing. So y'all know I told y'all I wasn't gonna keep y'all long today. Um I just really, really want the the compassion to get down in my spirit as well. Um, not just y'all spirit. You know, a lot of times when I get on here and I'm talking about um, different topics, this stuff is applying to my own life. I think, you know, I told y'all in that pride episode, like <laughs> it hit me tough. You know what I'm saying? It hit me dead in the slap in the face, you know, about some areas that I'm still struggling with pride in. And I thank God that he got his hand on my life. I thank God that I'm, you know, he disciplined me because it says in his word that he disciplined those who he loves. So the moment where I feel like I'm not under conviction, I might need to check myself. Philippians 2 and 4, y'all, I'm going to end it with this verse here. It says, do not look out for your own interests, but take interest in others too. Do not look out for your own interests, but take interest in others too. So, y'all, let's have compassion on people. Everybody that we encounter, let's have compassion. Ask God what that looks like. Because for me, I'm not big on compassion. Um, I'm big on tough love. So I need to know, what does compassion look like? What does your love look like, God? So I ask him that, right? And so I'm going to pray this prayer with y'all that it's, you know, it's kind of my words and their words put together um, that I got from this devotion. And it just, you know... Start off, you know, almighty and sacrificial father, holy father. Thank you, Lord, um, for this day. Thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice right now. Thank you for every person that will tune into this podcast, Lord God, and hear this word on compassion, Lord God. I pray that you would help us not to be so focused on ourselves, Lord God, not to be so absorbed in our own concerns, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for the example of Jesus and his act of compassion as he not only feels and sees the pain of other people around him, but he also acts to do something about it. God, he relieves their pain with the resources that he has. He has been given. He relieves their pain. Lord God, I ask that you would help us to do the same. How can I help this purpose? Help this person. How can I help that person? How can I show this person the love of God? Let that be our stance, our position, our heart posture. Lord God, use us to minister to those around us in pain and to do it in a way that brings you glory, Lord God, and reflects the face of Jesus Christ. We pray this prayer in his holy name. Amen. 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 Listen, I love y'all. I pray that this is a blessing to y'all. Short and sweet. Um, I'll see y'all in two weeks. I try not to be late again. Be blessed. Mwah.
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Godly Girl Talk. I pray that something was said that spoke directly to your heart and situation. Please refer to the show notes for all the gems shared throughout the episode today. Also, be sure to check out my website at IamAGodlyGirl.com where you can explore all things Godly Girl. And lastly, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. See you next week. I love you. Be blessed. Mwah.